Hello. Hello. Welcome to this meeting of the three <laughs> funny ladies. That's Joe Bailey. That's Susan Jaco. That is. That is. How are you? I am fine. It's been a hectic day. Oh, yeah? Why? Just, you know, dumb things. Okay. Okay. And just a bunch of dumbness. How are you? Good, good, good. I uh, did my back to Skewell. Uh, shopping. I heard um, they said to do it now because they're going to run out of stuff is what I'm hearing. So, yeah. So I did it. We'll see. We'll see. They also said we were going to have a ketchup shortage and that never came to fruition. Yeah. That's weird. Like why ketchup though? I mean, sure. Toilet paper happened, but. Turret. I mean, that's, but ketchup really? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's so weird. So, um. but listen to me. We are a family that if we don't leave the house, we wear pajamas. So if I bought these clothes for nothing, I'm going to be real mad. Oof. Real oh. mad. Oh. We're bed people. We're bed people. <laughs> we have news. We do. we do. We do. We do. Let's hear it. You know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's rehear it. <laughs> we discovered last week. That Three Funny Ladies podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is number 46 yeah. on the comedy charts uh-huh. in Thailand. In Thailand. The Thais love us. They love us. Uh, why? Why is that? I mean, they like other people 45 times more than they like us. But the fact that they like us at all is is stunning. It is uh, mazing, to yeah. quote Casey yeah, Wilson. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that yeah. fact. I mean, so hey, listen, I'm not, I think that the ties have impeccable taste, they really do. So, I've and I always said that, and I do love Thai food, most of it. Yes, I as well. Although, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little chicken, I'm, a, I, I'm a chicken shit. I okay, I've only had pad thai. <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't have a very adventurous palate. Yeah, me neither. And so I started a new job some time ago. And to celebrate the first week there, the the people that I was working with were going to buy Thai food for lunch. And I was mm-hmm. so nervous about it because mm-hmm. I had never had it before. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to insult anybody. But I also didn't want to be like, well, this is terrible. <laughs> And so Joe was like, just like, A, calm the fuck down. Right. And B, just get pad thai because it will be fine. It's like the most basic thing that you can get. Correct. So I got it and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. But now I'm afraid if I venture outside of my pad thai safety that I'll dislike whatever I get and then my whole meal will be ruined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so i think that you can always go back to the comfort of the pad thai but i mean that particular like you don't want to order two meals oh i see what you're saying so that meal would sure 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 yeah because you just look like a fatty fatty two by four if you order two meals in one sitting sure because one time we had we went to thai dinner with a friend of ours and joe got larb what 
What? Which was about as good as it sounds. I don't even know what it was, but it was just not. I've heard of LARB because in uh, one of the Spider-Man movies, they go out to have Thai food and he has LARB and Aunt May makes the joke. I LARB you very much. Anyway, so. (laughs) Was it Marissa Tomei who made that joke? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sorry about Uh, it. (laughs) So real quick, LARB is a type of Lao meat salad, which is green papaya (laughs) and sticky rice and lamb, I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Chicken, beef, duck, turkey, pork, or fish. Mm -mm. No, no. (laughs) It was the most disgusting thing ever. Fucking terrible. Anything that can be described as gamey, I don't want it. (laughs) Right. That's, 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 that's going to be, yeah, gamey. No, thank you. I, no. Yeah. Growing up, we had friends who hunted, and so they would, like, eat the venison and rabbit and stuff like that. And I just can't no. with that. Yeah, I don't think I, I, yeah, I can't do that. Like, do you watch Top Chef? Have we talked about this on here before? Um, okay. I have in the past. I have this weird, it's one of those things that I hate for absolutely no reason. I used to be obsessed with Top Chef. Now when I see it's on TV, I'm like, this is still on. Really has it not run its course? And I get irrationally angry and I I don't know why. Um, So yeah, I haven't watched it lately, but what are they doing with uh, the LARB or what have you? They don't, they they haven't done LARB that I've seen, but just the types of food that... They like this season because it was all during quarantine and all of that. So they had like a select set of judges who were like really mostly past contestants and winners. Okay. Along with the usual suspects of, you know, Padma and Tom and Gail. And they would sort of trade them in and out. But the point being that all of these people who are on Top Chef judging have the open attitude of like, I'm going to put it in my mouth, whatever you put in front of me. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No. I, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is a very good point. I do think that when I watch those things, like, yeah, really? no, I, I, I would, this would be me like probably 75% of the time. What is that? Oh, oh no. Oh, I'm no, okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me know how it is. Okay, good. Thank No, thank you. Oh, no. that's pigeon. Oh no. Thank you. Pigeon. They did. I think. Yeah, I think they did pigeon. Do you eat pigeons? I mean, not you personally. <laughs> yeah, I I don't. But I, I mean, I in not. general, I feel like they had pigeon in the last season. Yeah. No. 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 I can't. I can't. No. Thank you. Yeah. It's just not for me. No. Now, if it was all like you know hamburgers and pizza, I would be down. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah. But they could sneak something in there. You know, it could yeah. be a tarantula burger. True, right? true. And you yeah. don't know. They don't tell you afterwards. Or like and, a kangaroo pizza. Right. And now you love it. A, you're grossed out by your own self. And right. B, it's not easy to get. You just can't call up, you know, Domino's and be like, hey. Give me a kangaroo do- pizza. <laughs> yes. Hop it on over here. <laughs> get out. <laughs> Um, what's the most exotic thing you've ever eaten? I'm going to say probably some sort of seafood, like clams or something. Mm -hmm. Like I am not adventurous at all. So yeah, that's probably about as crazy as I would get. What, uh, what's the craziest thing you've eaten? 
one time when I was in Florida, in Florida, I had I tried shark. Okay. Which tasted like steak, I thought. Okay. And I also tried alligator. Okay. Which I didn't mind. I didn't eat the whole thing. I just tried it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just the thought of what it was, just I couldn't do. You know? But I think that's probably... Like, when we were in New Orleans one time, they had turtle soup, which I just was like, mm, no, thank turtle. you. Yeah, I couldn't do And that. then the crawfish, I can't do either, because it's just a whole little body that you rip apart. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't like to put... Well, first of all, I, I don't like to put work in. Yeah, lo- even lobster is, like, a lot of work for me. Yeah, it's like... Now, crab legs, I'll do the work, but I'm, I'll complain about it the whole time. Yeah, and really... A lot of the time, like lobster is really just the utensil to get that butter into my mouth. Right. It's just a vehicle. Right. Exactly. So you don't feel bad about just drinking about, melted Yeah, chugging butter. like a whole little metal <laughs> cup of butter. <laughs> so gross. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not adventurous. You, I'm not going to do it. I'm not mm. going to do it. In fact, I've gotten into, um, Peter got me into Ted Lasso. Oh, it's so good. Have you watched it? I watched the first season. So the episode where uh, he goes to the driver's restaurant <laughs> and he's just like, make it like you would make it for family. And, and they're like, try this. And he just eats it the whole time. I'm thinking, no, no, <laughs> I would need to know what it is. It's so how far are you in the series? Um, we are halfway through season one. Peter's it's, watched all of it about a million times. So we're halfway so, through season one. So dear. Um, we're going to finish season one tonight, probably. And then there's only two episodes of season two so far. So. Oh, they're doing them weekly. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. that's lovely. I'm glad you're watching it. It's so good. It's, I need uh, to get on season two. Although I think so Joe good. might want to re- not revisit because yeah, he wants to watch season one. He didn't. I, it was one of my like, Oh, I'm what I'm awake at two o'clock in the morning. What should I do? I'll watch Ted Lasso. Sure, 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 sure. We started watching Paris Hilton's new series last night, which is on the Netflix. It dropped yesterday and it is called cooking with Paris. Oh, it's a cooking show. It is hysterical. Really? So funny. She, <laughs> she, the first episode, she cooks breakfast with Kim Kardashian. Um, and it is so funny. I cannot, I mean, of course, you know, I love her. If she right. is not your, someone's cup of tea, you may not enjoy it, but I just think it's hysterical. Now, does she put on her Paris persona or is she the person that we saw in the documentary? No, it is all of the. Like Kim is like, do you have tongs? And she's like, what's, what's tongs? So it's like that. Oh, see, yeah. I don't, I want to see, I like the real her. But it's funny though. And then she has, and then she gets some, and then I'm just going to spoil this joke, but she has like a little graphic that says cooking tip. These are tongs. (laughs) There's a picture of tongs. (laughs) So it's fun. And they they make like frosted flakes, French toast, which is like, oh, Oh, that looks so good. good. So that's what we watch. There's a lot okay. of things that we need. We haven't started the White Lotus yet. Yes. Why am I hearing about why? Is it true crime? Is it what is it? No, it's on the uh, HBO. It's the new Mike White series. Okay, that means Molly Shannon, Jennifer Coolidge, Connie oh, Britton. Gotta 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 I have been watching the new American Horror Stories, mm-hmm. but you don't like Ryan Murphy, right? 
That is correct. Right. I can see why. I have yet to successfully finish a Ryan Murphy series. Okay. I can see that. I can understand that. I feel like he gets to a certain point and you're like, oh, this is wrapping up pretty nicely. Oh, there are still eight more episodes. Sure. Sure. That happened with Feud, which everyone was like, oh my God, you're going to jizz all over the screen because it's Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Right. I watched most of it, but then I'm like, eh. I watched most of G- uh, Versace, but then okay. it just got to be too long. And I'm like, I just don't care anymore. I, the latest episode um, had uh, Billy Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I forgot, I wish I had written it down. She said something and the way she said it and the look on her face, oh my God, she was her mother. Aww. And I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> sweet. So now yes. are you every, is every episode a different little, it's a, like a little anthology series. Correct. And Correct. It, are you enjoying it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's okay. It's something to watch. They're not, is, they're super predictable. Mm-hmm. He is very predictable. Um, it's on Netflix. This, uh, it's on FX. Ah, you know, I knew what was going to happen in this episode. I was like, Oh, it's this and this, and then it's going to do this and this. And then it's exactly what happened, which, you know, it's fine. It's something to watch. It's interesting. Sure. It's um, noise it's in not, the background. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, I gotta watch it. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah. Um, did so you watch yeah. the Fear Street movies? I did not. Not Neither. Yet. Joe watched all three of them. I want to. I just haven't done it. It, it. Here's the problem is that now there's a lot of things stacking up that I need to watch, but I will always end up watching like Impractical Jokers that I've seen 700 times. That's so funny. Or cops and i spent a lot of time watching both of those things uh and uh i've seen them all 175 times right 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 so maybe one day i'll break this spell but i don't know have you been keeping up on all stars yes there's a new one today um but yes oh we're also also watching making the cut are you watching that no, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do, yeah, I gotta do that. I kind of forgot about it. There wasn't a lot of pre- press. There wasn't a lot of advertisement for it. There really wasn't. And it's going by really fast. This It's the kind of series where they're like, um, we're going to get rid of four of you today. And so they like cut the numbers down real fast. Like tomorrow is the finale already. Wow. How many episodes? Eight. Okay. Well, they're keeping it, you know, short and sweet. Yeah. And it's always lovely to see Hadi and Tiam back together. Yes. I love Tiam Gian. You know what's funny? I used to not, I used to, I couldn't stand him. I think I remember this. I don't know why. I, I never watched Project Runway until Joe did when it started. And I just wasn't interested. And then one, I think it was the fifth season, they had um, a drag queen challenge. They had to make clothes for drag queens. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should really watch this. And so I did. And then I've been hooked ever since. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, of course. the Project Runway. You can't not fall in love with Tim Gunn. So. Yeah. He's just the sweetest. And yeah. strikes me as asexual, which I don't know why that matters, but it's interesting to me. No, I agree with you. It's like, he, oh, okay. Also, I discovered just during the course of this season of Making the Cut that he's only 67. And for some reason, I thought he was older. Yes. 
that just okay seems so like yes i would say like 72 but if somebody told me he was 72 i'd be shocked yeah i thought he was in his early 70s yeah i yeah yeah not to say that he looks bad i just yeah i wouldn't have said 60s and Heidi Klum just gets more and more beautiful as she gets older. Yes, yes. I am sad this season because last season, Nicole Richie was a host, uh, not a host, a judge, and she's not back this season. Oh, I love her. I do too. And Naomi Campbell also was a judge, and she is also not back this season. I have no feelings towards her. I enjoy her because she's she comes across as very harsh and almost bitchy judgy. Uh-huh. Which I, and I don't enjoy. really think okay. she is, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, have you been watching the Olympics? Do you care about the Olympics? I have not, and I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our girl, Simone, uh, came back to do the Balance Beam individual event and got the bronze. Yeah. Now, uh, are we happy about that she got the bronze? Or are we like, ah, uh, well, at least you tried. Or what's the feeling? No, I'm very happy. Now, in the past, and they have kind of done this, I feel that it's turning around this Olympics. Especially someone who, like Simone Biles, who has great expectations on her, um, who is the greatest of all time. Um, I think, yeah, when people get bronze, it's like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's really changed the conversation to make it like, no, I won the bronze. This is fucking cool. And I was happy for her that she got back to the competition. And I would have been just as happy for her had she decided not to because she's taking care of herself. But to come back with this, how bad as she had the twisties they call them mm-hmm. or yips if you watch mm-hmm. ted lasso um with how bad she had them to come back and and make a metal performance is pretty spectacular and it should be known that the last medal she got in balance beam was bronze also so oh. so even at her most perfect she got bronze so and she said that um this medal probably means more to her than any other she's gotten well, good for her. And yeah, I'm just so happy for her. And, you know, uh, people are assholes who say anything bad about her. Yeah. Fuck right off. Yeah. you. Let's see you go to the Olympics. Right. Well, and part of the reason, and this really got me, part of the reason she went back to the Olympics is because she is the last actively competing gymnast who was abused by Nasser. Mm-hmm. And she said that she went to the Olympics to keep that conversation going because she knew it would be part of the conversation and and it's just so sweet and then michael che hear about that piece of shit yeah i don't remember what he said though um you know here's the thing i don't think anyone is above making fun of but he made a really disgusting joke regarding her sexual abuse by their answer yeah he he went there and so you sir are dead to me not that i ever had any fond feelings for you before but that's like that you don't come on man not cool not cool yeah so um but once once gymnastics is over then the olympics are dead to me i'll see you in four years (laughs) you're running oh you're swimming and okay or three years yeah i wonder if they'll put it back on the schedule i think it is okay um do you know where the next one is the summer one Pete just told me the other day. Is it Paris? 
yes, yes. I feel like it's somewhere that it's just been sort of recently. It's Paris. Paris, yeah. Has it been in Paris before? Did I make that up? Was it an alternate timeline that I was living on where the Olympics were in Paris? Where they had the Berenstein Bears. The second ever Olympics were in Paris after the, in 1900. Okay, so that was not recent. It's been a little while. (laughs) It's been a minute. Um, (laughs) It's not recent, nor was I alive. So I don't know what the fuck I was thinking (laughs) Once you get caught up, and we haven't watched last night's either, Beverly Hills, but we're going to need to talk about Erica Jane. I mean, we can talk now, though. We well, can talk it's just thoughts. interesting this season how, I mean, I, of course, I have no idea what's true, what's not true. Right. Anything. Right. I feel like she's putting on a great big show mm-hmm. to distance herself from mm-hmm. all of this. I think so far from what I've seen, I think it's somewhere down the middle. I don't think that she 100% knew what was going on, but I don't think that she's shocked at the possibility. It just, it seems to me the timing of her divorce is suspect. Sure. If it just comes out of nowhere to divorce him and then like, oh, you did what? Right. Sure. Seems weird to me. And I just feel like she's doing a lot of heavy lifting this season. Yeah. That if I just feel like the cracks are showing a little bit, it'll be interesting to see how it morphs because on the show, we're still very early into the whole thing. Right. But just a lot of it seems very suspect to me. And the way she's been talking about Tom and their marriage, I mean, her greatest acting was in real life, I think, hiding all that stuff. The way he really treated her. If that's true, yes. I think it's true, but I think that she put up with it because of the money. For sure, yes. I, I, don't, but I also, don't think that's a put on. I think that is true, and I think that she chose it. I mean, they have one clip that shows him sort of shutting her down, right. which then they've shown like six times. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I've got, like I said, who knows? I have no idea. It just feels weird. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. How do you like Kathy? Oh, my God. I love her. Adore. Adore. She's just so weird. I love her so much. And I never, like the times that she's been on before here and there, like I've always thought that she was very sort of haughty and just like, I'm very rich and I don't have time for your shenanigans. Yes, that's what I thought as well. And so just seeing her... now, more and more, I just adore She's her. She's a little weirdo. Yep, she sure is. She has her quirks and her foibles. And she. I love the whole thing where she will talk forever and not say anything. <laughs> yeah. And you're just supposed to know what she, yeah, yeah, you know, shorthand. because yeah. the, you know, because, you know, thi- <laughs> like she'll just say, you know, over and Kyle's yeah. just like, the fuck are you talking about? It's so weird now that we've gotten to know her better. I can't picture the three of them growing up together and like coming out the way that they did. It's so weird. I just can't picture the three of them as a unit. I know. It's so strange to me. Yeah. And Kim, I want to know what's going on with Kim. Yes. Yep. Yep. Because I loved Kim when I was little. 
Oh my God. Who didn't? I loved her. Yes. Um, so it's very weird to watch her on Housewives. Yes. Very strange. But yeah, the three of them together, I just cannot. And also when they talk about how, you know, sometimes Kyle and Kathy will be close and then sometimes yeah. Kathy and Kim will be close. And then sometimes, you know, they're not talking to this one. It's just like, that's so strange to me. Yeah. I mean, it it's is. not, I get it, but yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I guess when you're, if you have someone in your family who you've grown up with, who suffers from addiction like that, I suppose yeah. the relationships would differ. Sure. Right. Depending on where you are in life. You stole my house. <laughs> oh, Kim. Kim, 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 Kim. Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we uh, get into our lady? Let's get into our lady. Let's do it. Who are we talking about today? Uh, Julia Roberts. Mm, Julia. Where do you know her from? Um, we went to school together. Did you? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, in third grade, she sat behind me. Weird, um, okay. No, it would be Mystic Pizza was my first. Okay. Mine was Steel Magnolias. Yes. Just the kind of uh, person who you see and you're like, who is that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She just has the thing. Whatever it, it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. She's got it. I really want to say it has a lot to do with the hair in the early days. Probably, yes. I think the hair run us over. Watching the movie that you picked, especially, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of hair acting, which you know what? Not everyone can do. And kudos to her. Oh, I know how my hair falls. I know where it's going to fall when I whip my head. That's a talent. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair. Yeah. And that smile, you just can't beat it. Oh, I just, she just, you know what I... She seems genuine. She seems like if you met her in real life and you were in a position to actually know her, that she would just be amazing. Yes. 100%. That she would just be so nice. We all know Jennifer Aniston is my favorite person. Julia Roberts is number two. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I love her. I love her so much. Tell us about her. Fiona. Julia. Fiona Roberts. Can you just? It's, it's just, just too precious. It's so cute. Uh, born October 28th, 1967. She's an American actress and producer, if you didn't know. Uh, she's gotten three Golden Globe Awards and an Academy uh, and four Academy Award nominations, winning for Best Actress for Aaron Brockovich. Uh, with 12 of her films in which Roberts has starred, earning at least one. Hundred million at the domestic box office. She was born on October 28th, 1967. I already said that in Smyrna, Georgia, a suburb of Atlanta, to Betty Lou Bredemus. Okay. And oh my God, Walter Grady Roberts. Oh my gosh. Salt of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> Salt of the earth, that man. That Walter is just. <laughs> She is of English, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, German, and Swedish descent. Her father was a Baptist and her mother was a Catholic. She oh. was raised Catholic. <laughs> Missed marriages rarely work. Well, they rarely work. Uh, her older brother, Eric Roberts, born 1956, from whom she has been estranged for several years until 2004. Oh. 
I thought they, okay. Uh, older sister Lisa Roberts Gillen and niece Emma Roberts, who are also actors. She also has a younger half sister named Nancy Motes. I did not know that. Uh, Robert's parents, one time actors and playwrights, met while performing in theatrical productions for the Armed Forces. Mm. Jesus Christ. Her parents married in 1955. Her mother filed for divorce in 1971, and it was finalized in 1972. From 1972, Roberts lived in Smyrna, Georgia, where she attended Fitzhugh Lee Elementary School, Griffin Middle School, and Campbell High School. In 1972, her mother married Michael Motes, who was abusive and often unemployed. Oh, boy. Yikes. That couple. Oh, do you see how I'm learning this for the first time with all of you? Uh, The couple had Nancy, who died at 37, of an apparent drug overdose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Betty Lou divorced Motes on cruelty grounds And she stated that marrying him Was the biggest mistake of her life Wow uh, Julia wanted to be a veterinarian Aww. When she was a child And she played the clarinet in the school band uh, She attended Georgia State University But did not graduate oh. Roberts had a re- romantic relationships With Jason Patrick Liam Neeson Mm. I did not know that. Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Dylan McDermott, and Matthew Perry. She was briefly engaged to Sutherland. They broke up three days before their scheduled wedding on June 11th, 1991. My. Then on June 25th, 1993, she married country music singer Lyle Lovett. Now, do you remember this? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. A nation collectively goes, huh? <laughs> nation collectively goes what the fuck <laughs> and i think she was barefoot in yeah, the wedding yeah. ceremony okay we'll talk about that in a sec because please remind me because there's a friends episode where she's completely barefoot as well oh yeah it's it's weird i i i, I don't i don't I don't get it. Um, but, you know, to each their own, I guess. They separated in March of 1995 and subsequently divorced from 1998 to 2001. Roberts dated actor Benjamin Bratt. They made a good looking couple. They sure did. They sure did. That Benjamin Bratt is a yummy little snack. Um, that was weird. I'm so sorry. Um, <clears throat> Roberts and her husband, cameraman Danny Motor, met on the set of her film, The Mexican, in 2000, while she was still dating Brat. Ooh la la. <laughs> Escandalo. Escandalo. At the time, Motor was married to Vera Steinberg. Oh, Vera. Oh, poor Vera. I mean, how can you compete with Julia? Yeah, right? Especially when your hey. name's Vera. Oh, right. Hey, uh, babe, I'm going to go work on a Julia Roberts movie. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> I'll be home uh, for dinner. Crickets, 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 crickets. Five years later. <laughs> he filed for divorce from Vera a little over a year later. And after it was finalized, he and Roberts wed on July 4th, 2002. Together, they have three children, twins, a daughter and son. One is named Phineas and one is named Ferb. No. uh. Hazel? Phineas and Hazel, yes. And another son born June 2007. In 2010, Robert said she was Hindu. She just said she was Hindu. <laughs> that was oh. a weird... <laughs> by the by. <laughs> by the by. Uh, I'm Hindu. Thank you. <laughs> Carry on. 
Um, in September 2009, Roberts was shooting Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, uh, uh, Ashram Hari Mandir gave her children new names after Hindu gods. Oh. Laxni for Hazel, Ganesh for Phineas, and Krishna Balram for Henry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that that is that is the scoop on her that I have known for quite some time and did extensive research on <laughs> by looking um, at Wikipedia and reading off my computer screen. <laughs> they, her and Danny Mulder have been married ever since. I know that's just delightful. And there was just a picture of them that surfaced like two days ago out and about. She was wearing a mask because she's Julia fucking Roberts. Yes. I bet. I bet celebrities at times are like, thank God that I can wear a mask now out in yeah. public. And sunglasses and a hat, and nobody will know it's me. Right. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about the barefoot business? About the there barefoot contessa? Is, if anyone can please, please write an email to us, please. Uh, explaining th- when she dated Matthew Perry, who has aged like a melting candle. Um, <laughs> that was mean. Why did I have to say that? I didn't have to say that. Um she did a guest spot on Friends as, uh, and her name was Susie, uh, who Chandler had made fun of, had bullied in elementary school. And through the whole episode, and let me not say the whole episode, there is one point where they go on a date to this very fancy restaurant and she's barefoot. And it's very noticeable because they go into a restroom stall to, you know, do it. And she's barefoot and she walks in barefoot. She doesn't take her shoes off. She's barefoot. And the whole time I'm like, she's in a bathroom. I don't get it. She's in a bathroom. (laughs) And I feel like Julia Roberts probably in real life went through this phase of, you know, the same phase people go through with organic deodorant. This phase of... (laughs) guilty (laughs) of shoes they're a prison and i won't be held captive (laughs) they're a prison of the foot but like she has beautiful feet so okay but i don't so if anyone gets it if anyone understands it please let us know why please Please. and the whole barefoot wedding thing okay that's cute Eh, but it's still weird Uh, but i don't like feet so that's probably unfair to me to pass judgment on that feet are just they're not okay I don't like feet or Lyle Lovett, so... Right, right. so that whole marriage from the get-go was just a <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> so, so what, what you got? Here's the thing about Julia Roberts. I uh-huh. have seen every single one of her movies, mm-hmm. except for the early, early stuff pre-Satisfaction. And I have not seen Ben is Back, which is like her most recent one. I haven't seen that either. But everything else I've seen. So um, she made her big screen appearance in the film Satisfaction alongside Liam Neeson, which is probably where they. Okay. Uh, And Justine Bateman, who I believe probably headlined that film. That's crazy. Oh, 1988. A time when Justine Bateman could carry a film. (laughs) With Julia Roberts in it. And Justine was the headliner. Oh, how times have changed. Uh, Prior to that, she was in a a movie of her brother's called Blood Red. She had two words of dialogue. Uh, And then subsequently then she was in uh, an episode of the 
TV show Crime Story with Dennis Farina. Mm. She was also in the film Mystic Pizza, which is really where she started to get noticed. And then she had a role in the fourth season finale of Miami Vice. Oh. I know. In 1989, she was featured in Steel Magnolias. And she received her first Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress. And she won the Golden Globe that year for Supporting Actress for her performance. Now, I don't love her in Steel Magnolias. Neither do I. I feel like when she has her diabetic attack, it feels not. It's real weird. Yeah. does It feels acty. Um, very you know, acty. More power to you. Yeah. It's very, very acty. Her next role was opposite Richard Gere in the highly successful Pretty Woman. Uh, she was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in that. And she also got her, fir- her first Best Actress Academy Award nomination also for Pretty Woman. She went on to, like every single movie you mentioned this, she had like 100,000 movies that made it over $100 million. From there, mm-hmm. it was just Sunny Side of the Street, Sleeping with the Enemy, boom, Hook, meh. Uh, oh, oh! can we stop? I yes. hated her. Well, first of all, real quick, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. And this is something that me and my husband don't talk about. I hate that movie. I don't like the Peter Pan story. Oh, interesting. I don't um, like the movie either. but And I don't like the movie, but she was just, she's one of the reasons. I wanted to punch her. I don't like Tinkerbell, though. So uh, it. maybe it's not her so much but i heard rumor that she was just a devil to work with on the set of that movie interesting right wow I, i'm sorry go continue no 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 that's interesting that was in 91 so maybe she had a little bit of the pretty woman head syndrome maybe maybe maybe, maybe. um then from there she did uh did i say the pelican brief if i did no I'm it again. the pelican bore Oh, I liked it. I just hated how, because it was her and Denzel Washington, like they couldn't, God forbid, they couldn't be a couple at the end. Because in the book, right. they get together. But it's like, oh my God, he's black, she's white. They can't be a couple. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, no, that, it's, it's, and I love those movies. Um, but The Pelican Brief, ooh, Lord. It's hard to, like, back back in the day, I was a big whore for John Grisham books. Yes. Love the book. I loved the firm. I don't like the movie as much as the book. The client. Yeah. I yeah, don't like I the read them all. as much as the books. Read them all. During the late nineties, she just boom, but a boom, but a boom. My best friend's wedding, Notting Hill, runaway bride. Uh, and then in 2000, she starred in Steven Soderbergh's Aaron Brockovich. Her performance won the Academy Award for Best Actress for her. She won the BAFTA. She won the Golden Globe. Um, She won everything that year. And I was just talking to Joe about this uh, because that was also the year that Ellen Burstyn was nominated for Requiem for a Dream. And there's a certain faction, I think Joe was one of them, who was like, Ellen Burstyn was robbed and Julia Roberts did not. He's not so staunch on this about Julia Roberts not deserving the Academy Award. I think, well, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Aaron Brockovich, um, but I think she's just oh, lovely God. in it. It's the perfect oh, Academy baiting movie. Oh, yeah, 100%. Her performance is just, she's so fucking good in it. Fun fact. Yes. Tom Girardi worked on that case. I know. We'll talk about that. Ooh. Um, and, uh, and I love, I love, 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 love Ellen Burstyn. She won an Academy Award in the seventies. So I, I didn't feel so bad for her. (laughs) 
then she starred in America's Sweethearts, which is also a movie that I just adore, even though it has Billy Crystal in it. She you did, don't like the Billy Crystal? Oh, God, I don't like him. Okay. Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, which is garbage. Um, oh, Mona Lisa's. I love Ocean's Eleven. I hate Ocean's Twelve. No, I can understand that. It's it's my least favorite. It's the one where they're like, "Oh my God, you look like Julia Roberts. Let's pretend you're Julia Roberts." Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Mona Lisa's Smile, Charlotte's Web, Charlie Wilson's War, Eat, Pray, Love, August Osage County, for which she got another Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actress, Money Monster. Oh, so many things. So many. TV, in addition to the ones that I've mentioned, and then we talked about Friends, uh, she was a guest star on Law and Order in 1999, which, fun fact, is the only episode of any Law and Order that I've ever seen in my entire life. She was nominated... Yeah, that's the only episode of any... I thought you were going to go... I thought you were going to go more with that, and then I was like, oh, no... (laughs) The only one I've seen from any franchise. That, I mean, that takes work, I feel like. Is that one. And it was because of her. I watched it. She was nominated for an Emmy Award for that for Best uh, Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. Uh, She is a producer on the American Girl Film Series, which is great. The first three were television films. The fourth, Kit Kittredge, had a theatrical release. She starred in the television film The Normal Heart, Directed by Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. That is something that I did finish. Uh, she received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Miniseries or Movie. And then in 2018, she starred in the Amazon Prime series Homecoming, which is based on a podcast. Did you watch Homecoming? No. Oh, it's so good. They made a second season without her, which I have not watched because the first season to me is just perfect. Okay. And I'm like, I don't need a second season. Janelle Monet is in the second one. Um, but the first season is just so good. Okay. And then in 2006, she made her Broadway debut in Three Days of Rain, for which she was nominated for a Distinguished Performance Award from the Drama League. Joe and I saw that in New York. She was lovely, starring with Paul Rudd and Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. They were the only three people in the show. It rained on stage, which I'm oh. always a huge sucker for that. So that sounds delightful. That's her highlights. All right. Nice. So I watched Flatliners. Yes, you and else. Because when when did that come out? Let me well, I'll tell you. I'm about to tell you. It came out um in nineteen ninety. Now I was, what, a sophomore in high school, but Flatliners to me was very, I I was very sheltered on the movie front growing up. So Flatliners was very scandalous for me to watch. (laughs) Um, But it has the Kevin Bacon, which he is hmm, 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 80s, 90s Kevin Bacon. Nothing is yummier. With his Um, quicksilver hair. With his quicksilver hair. Kiefer Sutherland is weirdly yummy uh, to me in this. Uh, Billy Baldwin, but he was cast perfectly. He plays the Lothario. Yes. In 1990, Billy Baldwin was for sure the hottest of the Baldwin brothers. Correct. Correct. In 2021, I would have to go with Alec. Correct. I think Alan, Alec is more and more handsome as he gets older. He really, really is. Now, is Billy the problematic one? Mm-mm. 
Who's problematic That's one? Steven. Steven. And Steven's also, coincidentally, the ugliest. Learn yes. from that, people. Yeah. If you're an asshole, you'll be the <laughs> ugliest Baldwin brother. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and also Oliver Platt and I love Oliver Platt who I had totally forgotten he was in this uh-huh but I was like Oliver Platt <laughs> how do you so... go from Kiefer Sutherland let's get Julia Roberts and Kevin Bacon uh sure you know we'll throw Billy Baldwin in there <laughs> yeah. hey you know who else can really round this out nicely Oliver Platt <laughs> like what, what not even like Andrew McCarthy or like <laughs> Rob Lowe <laughs> Around this up nicely, and you have to say is that plat. You got to say it like that. Hey, we need a fat guy, which he's not fat, but you know that was the thing. Right, he's like, the fat one. We need to, we need to get somebody who looks like he would actually become a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just love him. I think he's just delightful in everything he does. The best line in that whole movie is. All he said was, suck me. <laughs> Instead of telling, I think he's talking to Kevin Bacon. Instead of saying, blow me, he says, suck me. And I was like, mm, that's a very Oliver Platt thing to say. <laughs> if you don't know, Flatliners is about young medical students. And Kiefer Sutherland plays the creepy one, which I would say is on point. Mm -hmm. and um he wants to know if there's life after death so the only way to do that is to die yeah and so they do that they basically kill each other and then revive each other and then report back on uh what the afterlife is like now kiefer has he accidentally killed a boy that's pretty heavy <laughs> It's, well, really, all of the guys, except for Oliver Platt, are Oliver like Platt. terrible human beings. Right. Oh, they're ter like, yes. Yeah. OK, so Kevin Bacon. So basically, the premise is in the afterlife, um, which I I read between the lines of this movie. I don't know if it's deep enough to have lines in between. Um, but what I took away from it is if you're not meant to die at that time, your demons will follow you back to the living plane. And so everyone had their demons. So Kiefer Sutherland bullied this kid and the kid fell out of a tree and he got killed. So when he comes back from the afterlife, he sees this kid everywhere and the kid's trying to kill him. I kept, I, sorry. I just kept thinking every time that kid came back, I kept thinking, I want my $2. <laughs> uh, and then the dog, I forgot about the dog. I'm like, why is this dog? Cause the dog accidentally got, well, not killed, maimed. Mm -hmm. Mm. who knows uh and then and then kevin bacon he now this one was interesting because his demon that came back with him was a girl that he bullied in elementary school but she was still alive so he finds her and he makes amends with her and then he stops having horrible visions um julia roberts father uh died of an overdose but she's haunted by that because her mother told her it was her fault and does Oliver, i just watched this the other day and this is i don't know if it's a blessing or a curse i can watch a movie over and over again and have no idea how it ends did oliver platt get to die he didn't want to no okay that's right that's right that's right he was the only mm -hmm. one that was against him. it was like this is crazy because i meant platt to save lives Right, because Oliver Platt would be the voice of reason, right? You know, with that hair, and because <laughs> that hair, that body type. Oh, he's a he's level-headed one. Ninety pounds for Christ's sakes! Good lord, he is a fucking 
big pocket. Um, he's actually very cute in this movie. I'd do him. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a it's. It's a very 90s movie. It sure is. I like how she gets told she's beautiful two times in the first 30 minutes. Uh, right. And Which, like, listen, it's true. It's true, but it's like such a like, ugh. First of all, it's, I don't need you to tell me how pretty I am. And second of all, like, it's just, I would you would never see a female character going up to Kiefer Seller and going, hey, you're handsome. Out of the book. <laughs> so right. Stupid. Also, um, another thing, sorry. Kevin Bacon apparently has to repel out of his apartment, out of a window. I'm like, come on. This is an only in the movies moment. Like, use the fucking stairs for Christ's sakes. No, wasn't he doing graffiti or something? No, because he had, he threw his, like, bag out of the window. Because he was leaving because he got, like, suspended or whatever at the beginning. And Kiefer Southern was like, don't leave. You got to stay. You're going to get reinstated. my brain just made it make sense. And I thought he was doing graffiti. Because my brain didn't think, oh, he repels out of his apartment. Yeah, that's because how that's cool what he you, is, do. you guys. Right. Yeah, exactly. Listen, uh, if we're going to have Kevin Bacon, we have to have him repelling at some He's point. He's a rebel. It doesn't fit in the movie. What if he loses his keys? There. <laughs> or someone else call, repels up. And Billy Baldwin is perfectly cast. He looks smarmy. Yeah. Uh, he just, the look of him is very 90s smarm. And Hope Davis, who I adore. Right. That was a surprise. I didn't remember that she was in this. Me neither. Uh, he's supposed to get married to her, but he uh, tapes having sex with women. And it's not, he does a lot of work. Remember, this is the 90s. So he needs like a setup, right? He can't yeah, just have his phone sitting in a in a corner or like a security system. It's a whole thing. It's a whole it's, rigmarole. It's, it's tangible. It needs to be carried places. Buttons need to be pushed. So he was really committed to that. I mean, I'll give him. I'll give him that. Yeah, he you know he worked for it. He he really did. <laughs> yeah. Also, I hated when uh, they're doing the dissection on the cadavers or whatever, uh-huh. and then Julie Roberts like it's her father that she sees on the table, right? And he holds his hand out to her, and then she runs out of the right. lab, and right. then the two try to go after her, and the teacher stops them, and she's like, "Back to your stations." Or you'll suffer the consequences. Right. I'm like, wow, what <laughs> is happening in this lab? And also, I'm sorry, do all medical schools take place in an abandoned gothic warehouse? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know. And of course, it's like a Joel fucking Schumacher movie. So like everything is like blue neon and pink right. neon. You and can't smoky. see shit. Nope. Okay. <laughs> There's, there, nothing takes place during the day unless, well, no, the repelling of Kevin Bacon took place <laughs> yeah. during the day because you needed to see him do that yeah, exactly unfortunately we saw that loud and clear <laughs> but it had to be a fall day and it, <laughs> it had to look cold um <laughs> but yeah you're right. every, every goddamn inch of that movie was dark and gauzy yep yep <laughs> so, oh he's just a hack i hate him so much um <laughs> Schumacher is just terrible, but it's it's quintessential nineties. They it made sure a remake. Is. Yeah, have you seen it? I have not. I haven't either. Two thousand seventeen, and I'm looking at. I'm like, no, no, no. This kind of movie requires. This is this is not Brat Pack. It's it's after the pack. Yeah. Ooh, did I just did I just coin a phrase? It's the after pack. 
it's the after pack it's uh it's the cold pack it's the cold compress i don't i don't know what's happening no it requires big names you know what i'm saying not like it requires the flavor of the day yes yes this kind of movie yeah it's it's probably been god probably 25 years since i've seen this movie same i yeah same you know what i enjoyed it because it was 90s garbage yeah and it started i was like well i don't know what is happening like when he's like, this is a good day to die. I'm like, I don't want, did we start in the middle? Like, did this thing like pick up somewhere in the, like, I don't know what's happening. You had to read a pamphlet beforehand <laughs> to get up to speed because they could have, it, it was one of two choices, either give you story up front or have <laughs> Kevin Bacon rappelling out of his apartment. And that was in his contract. And we see what they went with. <laughs> and I, I don't know, maybe worth it. Who knows? <laughs> um, Right, it's a good day to wait. We can't do this. I'm sorry. Could we backtrack? Is there a rewind before the movie? Is there a prequel I can uh enjoy because I don't know what's happening? But yeah, it was it's it's delightful garbage, it's nostalgic. Kiefer Sutherland pre 24, Julia Roberts and her curly haired glory, they're all beautiful. even Oliver Platt is, they're all beautiful and perfectly cast. And it's got Kevin Bacon, which once again, I love bacon. <laughs> in I, all I the love forms bacon. T- in all the forms it takes. <laughs> uh, so now you, you, so we settled on Aaron Brockovich. Well, no, I, I cheated because I need to talk about both of these movies. For sure. But I'm I mean, you do, can't well, really not talk about Pretty Woman. Yeah, I'm going to be quick about it because okay. I... Again, I hadn't seen either one of these movies in a long time. Pretty Woman oh, and I Aaron see Brockovich. Pretty Woman at least once a year. I haven't seen it in ages. And I remember when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it was okay. But I watched it on a lark this week and I just fell in love with it. It's so, so good. Like in ways I could not even imagine that I would love this movie so much. Cause I've always had kind of like an attitude, like, Oh, that movie. Right. Like, I can't believe she was nominated for an Oscar for that, but like watching it, I'm like, I totally get it. Like she is because we like to reward like the new flavor of the month. And and this was, she made a splash Mm -hmm. and she is so good in this movie, especially coming off of steel magnolias. Like I felt like every, moment of her time on screen was so well spent and so believable and just so charming Mm -hmm. and fun. And you just love her. She is probably the most beautiful and well-kempt Hollywood streetwalker that ever lived. (laughs) Right. Yes. Correct. Like I could see if she was like a high priced call girl, if you will. She was not, but she was right there in the trenches of Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Uh, looking stunning, all of her can, teeth. Um, can I say in Wikipedia where it has under her films that she's done, it says <laughs> Roberts became known to worldwide audiences when she starred with Richard Gere in the Cinderella esque Pretty Woman in 1990, playing an assertive freelance hooker with a lot of gold. <laughs> she's a freelancer. I'm just freelancing. I'm just, it's just, I'm a contract. I'm a contractor. Yeah. I, can I'm a contractor. I just, um, I got to wait for my 1099 to come through. <laughs> you know what? I'm working from home. It's pandemic. I'm working from home. Uh, and I just thought, what an odd, 
what an odd way to describe her. That is really odd. Oh my goodness. Hold on. She won the role after Michelle Pfeiffer, Molly Ringwald, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Karen Allen. Oh God. And Daryl, Daryl Hannah all turned it down. Well, this is interesting because this week also, as you know, we have the power of conjuring up these things when we make our decisions of who we're going to do. Right. These women and their projects start popping up everywhere. Right. So on the Reels channel this week, there was a documentary about the making of Pretty Woman, which I watched. And so initially it was, so initially it was a film called 3000, which was much darker. Okay. And not a romantic comedy. Okay. And Mm -hmm. so she was attached to that script and then Disney bought it for their touchstone department. Okay. Uh, and so when they bought it, she suddenly was, they're like, Oh, you're not attached to it anymore. So thanks, but no thanks because then they started to retool it. And so that's when they went through all of those women. Okay. Um, and then they circled back around to Julia Roberts, um, and then ended up signing her. But, It was, um, and then it took a lot of work to get Richard Gere. They wanted him from the beginning, but he didn't want to do it and blah, 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 blah. Um, But he's great in it. Like, I just, I love the whole notion that they rescue each other. Yeah. Which is so great. It's just not him, like, saving the poor prostitute from her life of prostitution. In fact, I think she saves him more. I agree with you. Absolutely, I do. Um. I love Hector Elizondo is so great oh, in this. Oh, I know. I just love him. It's, I, I fully fell to its charms. Oh, yes. But let me tell you what I hate. What? And whom I hate. Oh, who? And not just because of the role he plays in the movie. Jason Alexander. I hate him with every fiber of my person. <laughs> I like that he's the villain in this, though, which is so... Because then you can really hate him and have fun with it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But, yeah, I just... And I think I, I hate him just because I hate Seinfeld and I hate his character. Yes. Uh, most of all. But anytime I see Jason Alexander, I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> talk so, anyway. We also yes, just need it. to talk briefly about her first outfit when he when she meets Richard Gere on Hollywood Boulevard that's sort of like two piece that's held together in the middle because uh in the series Toddlers and Tiaras one mother no. had her yeah no had her daughter no in that outfit no yes in one of the pageants no yeah. no though mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. but she's an assertive prostitute <laughs> she is she's a, an assertive a, pre- freelance prostitute <laughs> she's a freelancer <laughs> she's um, a free- oh no yeah. oh no and then What's it was that? interesting too okay. in this documentary because you know then they all like reunited 10 years later or so and oh there it is <laughs> With the boots, the wig, everything. You have to put that on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll put this on Insta so you all can see it. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> they reunited 10 years later to do Runaway Bride, which was not as successful oh, right. nor as good. But it was interesting because I didn't realize that just about every single person from Pretty Woman was in Runaway Bride. 
like the elevator guy, the snobby sales lady. And she was in this documentary. I know she's in this documentary. And she said that shortly after Pretty Woman opened, she had run into Julie Roberts somewhere. And Julie Roberts came up to her and said, I don't know if you remember me, but we, but I was in Pretty Woman with you. And she, she was like, um, no, I was in Pretty Woman with with you. you. So, See that just that's the that's the I cutest know. thing in the. I, I was in Pretty Woman with you. No, I bitch, <laughs> isn't that just so special? That's so cute. No, I was in Pretty Woman with you, bitch. <laughs> um, and oh, then we need to so talk cute. about Aaron Brockovich because Aaron Brockovich came out in the, in two thousand. This movie. Again, it had been such a long time since I'd seen it. I think Joe's must have seen it 11 billion times because he came in while I was watching part of it. like, oh, here's the part where he falls. Oh, click. I'm going to turn the light on for you, like, before it all happens. I'm like, how many times have you seen this? <laughs> she is so good. She is so, so good. funny. So good. So dramatical. Yes. Like just everything. Dramatical. And again, in only in the movies, has the hottest biker boyfriend doting house husband that right. does never exist anywhere right but she's got him and he keeps coming back to help her out i know when they're even after they're broken up and he watches the kids and I'm like, oh God, why? so great albert finney is so great in this movie so good um again mark helgenberger Yes. Who is on my list of inexplicably hating people that I don't have no reason really, to Really, I can see that. I don't mind her, but I can understand it. She is on my list. Okay, I, I get she it. Was I great. get it. She was just so great in this. So you affecting. She now did you ever watch um China Beach? No, but good one. Uh no, what was that? What was the show she was on with the guy? <laughs> Good, good. What was that show she was on with the guy? Oh, that one with the guy. The one with the guy. Grisham. Gil, Gil, Gil Grisham. Gil Grisham. They John. work. Nope. <laughs> they work in a place. <laughs> oh, that show. They are forensic. Oh, CSI. Thank you. No, I never watched it. Okay. Um, I was going to say maybe that because her character on that, I didn't care for her character on that. <clears throat> I forgot she was in that. But then watching Aaron Brockovich, she's so different. And it's she like, is. okay, see, I like you here. Maybe yeah, it's just so I don't sweet. like your character. You yeah. just feel for her. Cherry Jones is so great. Uh, Mimi Kennedy of TV's mom shows up for a minute. She's one of the Yes, yes, that, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yep, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um I I just I love this movie for so many reasons, but my Two of my favorites, and I'm not going to try to quote it because I'm going to fucking screw it up. But when she's like, that's all you got, lady. Two, two left, two wrong feet and fucking ugly shoes. Yes. Um, on, uh, and when she rattles off all the phone numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Which phone number did you need? Well, we yeah. don't have a, I asked, which phone number do you need? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It is so great. She wears those clothes so well. Like just everything about it is so well done. I love Steven Soderbergh. I think he's such a great film director. Mm-hmm. That car accident at the beginning is, I don't know how they do it because it looks like it's one shot from her getting in the car and driving mm-hmm. off and then getting T-boned, mm-hmm. which is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, because it had been so long since I'd seen it, it started and she's outside the building and I was like, 
mm, this is this feels familiar. And then I was like, oh right, she she sees that accident happen. And then she gets in the car, and that's like, oh no, she's in the accident. Oh no, Julia, no! Pulls out and then just gets side t-boned, side boned. So, you know, I really like a good side bone. <laughs> uh, on a Friday night, I like a good side bone. <laughs> You know, it's a good way to start a weekend. Side bone. I am for the little details. Little details can make or break a movie. And I love it. my eyes. This could sound so stupid. My eyes were drawn to her nail polish mm-hmm. because it's that quintessential 80s, 90s. She probably got it at Kmart. Um, that's the only one she probably owns. Uh, that frosty, pinky, peachy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I and I was drunk because I'm like, that's just so perfect. It's so per- she doesn't have red. She doesn't have like something like that would be considered tardy. She doesn't have something like wacky, like green. It's that frosty. I'm a mom, but I'm look, but I'm hot. Yes. But I also don't want to draw the wrong attention because that could be happened to me uh I, I don't know for some reason every time i saw her nails i was like that's perfect i don't know yeah and i know i completely agree with that and i also really buy her as this woman like i don't feel like she is yes. playing like like she is at the beginning a pretty woman like she's a gorgeous streetwalker that right. i don't ever believe that she would be in this predicament or the circumstance but in Aaron Brockovich I totally buy it 100% 100% like I don't feel like she's too pretty for it or whatever because I think Aaron Brockovich is very pretty like the real Aaron Brockovich who she shows is. up as a waitress in this film I know I love that shit um but yeah I totally believe all of it um I think the little boy who plays the eldest her son is so good they have mm-hmm. that like fight when they're getting out of the car. And I'm just like, he is really good. He is a little dick. He's yeah. just a little dickens. <laughs> it's, it really is. And it's the, also that story. And I mean, you know, it's true life, but that story of judging someone based on how they look, where they come from, how much money they have. And then she's so fucking smart yeah. and savvy, but yes. she still has a foul mouth. Yes, it but still she, doesn't change the way she dresses. Yep, but she gets away with it because she has the goods to get the shit done. I love when she goes to the office and just starts working there. And he's like, what is she doing here? She works here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, no, I love that movie. It just happened to be, I hadn't planned on watching it yet. And it just happened to be on TV. And I was like, oh, well, oh. I guess I'm gonna watch this now and so i watched it and i was like well i might as well watch flatliners now yeah it's like if you haven't seen uh, any of these movies in a while watch them because they're just yeah. so great i also um don't know what i was just gonna say so it doesn't matter <laughs> so goodbye um oh tom girardi so yeah i oh, wonder yes, yes, yes. because tom girardi uh worked with ed masry the real ed masry on that mm-hmm. case and mm-hmm. i wondered if he was the peter coyote character who comes in later. I didn't look up to see if that Peter Coyote character was a real person. Cause there's no mention of Tom Girardi in this film. Right. I feel like 
this is just, I'm making wild assumptions. I feel like he was an underling of Masri later on. Cause that case went on forever. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he just happened to work. Like I never made the assumption that he actually worked with Aaron Brockovich. Uh, okay. Like okay. maybe he worked on it later. Okay. Um, I don't think, you know, it's a it's a cool anecdote to bring up. Well, you know, he worked on the Aaron Brockovich case and blah, 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 blah. but I don't think I don't assume that he was a big deal. Okay. Well then fuck that guy. So fuck that guy. <laughs> he's stealing money from victims of things and they i think that was why i wondered because when peter coyote comes in and she's has a problem with it ad masri says something like he worked on that plane case or something um which maybe i feel like that that plane case was more recent yeah or earlier yeah who knows you know what i'm gonna give it a goog give it a goog i'm gonna give it a goog um, but just, she's just so good. She just is so good in everything that she does. Yeah. And I adore her. I loved watching these movies this week. Um, I'm so glad that I was able to reconnect with pretty woman in a way that I did oh, not yeah. think was possible. Yeah. I, 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 I love that movie. And the end is just so, uh, yeah. So I great. I love when they go to the opera and like at the end, she's crying. She's crying. So great. And that lady's like, it's so good. Wasn't it? And she's like, I almost pissed my pants or peed my pants. <laughs> um, I fear though. And tell me if I'm wrong, if you feel this way, I feel that she's now become, and I don't really know how to describe it. Like Julia Roberts. Yeah. Like she can't be an actress anymore because yeah. she's Julia Roberts. So mm-hmm. anytime you see a movie now, it's like you're staring at Julia Roberts as a book. Cause that's kind of how I felt with Charlie Wilson's war. Mm. I was like, well, that's, that's Julia Roberts. And to me, that's sad because she is very good. And, and it's sad when it makes that flip yeah. of they aren't allowed to be an actress anymore. They're now their persona. Mm-hmm. through no fault of their own yeah and i fear that she's become that Do you- i think she's still make is still making interesting choices though for the movies that she makes she has like 16 things in development too so all right she's still working still busy still at it okay, okay. not that you know she should retire or anything no she how old is she 53 50 god julia roberts is 53 isn't that crazy to think of that really is. Who played Thomas Girardi and Aaron Brockovich? Even though Girardi tried the case in 1993 and won a $333 million settlement for 650 residents in Hinckley, California, it appears he was portrayed in the film under a different name. While chatting with Attorney at Law Magazine, oh, Girardi claims Peter Coyote played him. Hmm. And he was, okay, because I was about to say, oh, he's a big fat fucking liar. But he was. Uh, an advisor on the film. Mm. So maybe he did play him. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I still don't believe him. I still don't believe him. He's full <laughs> of shit. Well, that Julie Roberts is just delightful. 
Yep, and, if it, can, and if it's a Julie Roberts movie, I'll watch it. Yep. That being said, I haven't seen her latest ones. <laughs> yeah, me either. I got to get on that. Um, so next week, we're yeah. back with a wee. We are with a with wee. With a wee little pod. With a wee little pod. And what are we doing? Who are we looking at? What's well, happening? You know what? I um I decided I like this little book thing. Oh. Especially since I can listen to them. Also, I'm curious if she mentions you. Oh, <laughs> she won't, but that's sweet. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if she did? Uh, let's read uh, This Will Only Hurt a Little by Busy. I want to call her Busey. Busy Phillips. I don't know yeah. why I want to call her Busey. When I was younger, I thought she was the child of, um, what's the guy's name? Something Busey. Gary Busey. I thought she was the child of Gary Busey. Let's do the Michelle book by Phillips. Gary Busey Phillips. So I thought they just named her Busey. <laughs> That's hysterical. I'm not smart, but anyway, yeah, let's take a read. All right, you got it. And there's an audiobook version. So Perfections. I'm gonna do that. All right. Well, then we'll be back next week with Busy Phillips. Uh, busy, busy, busy. So, hey, write us an email at threefunnyladies uh, at gmail.com. Follow us on the Insta, Three Funny Ladies. And see that little uh, photo of the little toddlers yes. and Tiara. Is, the oh, my God. Pretty woman, toddlers and Tiara. <laughs> it's, not, it's not okay. Um, and we'll, uh, and hey, Thailand. Yes. We love you. We love you, Thailand. Thank you. Good night. Um, <laughs> thank you. Good night. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Um, okay, bye. bye.